welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their fantastic hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 85. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming back for another episode, and I hope that you are having a fantastic week, getting excited. I know uh, deer season has started in a few uh, few states, and it's underway. Some guys are elk hunting and getting ready for that, so just wish you luck. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different of a, a podcast. Um, I've got my buddy Travis Shire on the line. He's no stranger to the podcast. He went elk hunting with me last year, and so today I thought that Trav and I would uh, just kind of unpack maybe some of the things that we're looking forward to this coming season, talk about some of the things that we've learned uh, in the previous seasons, and then we'll mix in some stories as we go. So that's the plan for today, and I'll introduce him. You've already know who he is. Here's Travis Shire. Hey, Trav, how are you, man? Hey, good, Trav. How are you? All doing wonderful. Deer season's around the corner, man. Yeah, the the temperature tomorrow evening is supposed to be low 48. Uh, that's the, I think that's the first 40-degree low we've seen since last spring, so it's exciting. Yeah, that's awesome. I've been seeing a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of does and a lot of fawns. In fact, I have a whole family of does and fawns that live in my yard. But I'm not. I haven't seen the bucks like like you've have. You've been out now. Are you still seeing the bucks that you were a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, I, I don't like to talk about them too much, but uh, <laughs> it makes me nervous when I think about shooting a giant buck. But uh, I uh, I did I actually saw him last night too. Um, he's got a couple of them. He's got a dark brown coat, and his neck's actually starting to swell up a little bit he he's just a a gnarly old 10 point with about eight inch brows and uh actually found that buck sheds both of his sheds two years ago and then last year i had an encounter with him um while hunting early season about 70 yards away and then i shot a buck early in the year but i I actually saw this same buck multiple times in the daylight uh during november so have some history with him and yeah. uh, he, he's running the same farm that he always has. And, uh, you know, I, I've never been a big buck chaser, but, uh, I mean, I think I have a little bit of information that might help me on this guy. Yeah. You and I have shifted a little bit over the years on this. I actually, some of my Facebook memories right now that are coming up from like seven years ago is you and I posting like uh, giant summertime velvet pictures on our Facebook. And I remember I get so excited over these pictures of all these bucks and then September, you know, the last weekend in September would hit in Ohio when the opener is. And all of a sudden, I never saw those bucks. <laughs> so yeah. I don't get nearly, I mean, I'm excited to see the pictures, but mm-hmm. uh, I think we've realized, I mean, what's what's happened for you? Has that anything changed there as far as what you see yeah. as a trail cam picture to season? No, no. I'm, here's the way I feel about trail cam pictures. So, you know, when you see, you, you, you take, you shoot the foam target in your backyard and, and you shoot three arrows right in the 10 ring and you get all excited about it. I, I kind of yawn at that because I'm like, I don't, I'm tired of that. I'd rather, I want to see it run through fur, run through the actual lungs. And then when I see the, the trail cam picture, I'm like, Oh, that's cute. It's easy to get a trail cam picture. But when he's laying in the back of your truck, then you can send me the picture. That's when I'll be excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, the foam in the trail cam pictures. I, I, I don't know. I, I yawn at sometimes now, but um, it's still fun. It's still fun to look into the deer's lives and, secretly be watching them i think that's a that's a big deal and it's a lot of fun for a lot of guys but um i I don't use i haven't used trail cams for a couple years and uh uh, haven't had any trouble killing deer so 
Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Like last year, I was so excited about elk season that I didn't put out any trail cameras, and I saw more bucks than I have any other year in my life. And I, I think there's probably a correlation. I, I I think there's definitely there are some guys that know how to use trail cameras to their advantage. They know how to put them out. They know how to hunt off of them. I don't think I'm one of those guys. So I, I've actually I put out some cameras, but I've pulled all but I'm, I got one that's soaking right now. Um, and I got a cell camera that's up, you know, at, at, on a spot that's kind of non-invasive. So, but, but yeah, I agree with you. So I want to ask, um, we'll, we'll dive into some stories and stuff like that, but I just am curious. I haven't asked you this question yet. If you could paint the ideal picture of the 20, uh, 2020 and 2021 season, what, what are you hoping happens this deer season? Like what are, what would be the, the goal for you coming up? Okay. That's a great question. Uh, well, um, I, I, my ideal goal, um, so I've, I've used corn a lot the last few years to get deer close, to get deer within 20 yards for the traditional bow. Um, my ideal goal would be to, to kill about three or four deer without using corn. Um, killing, killing a couple, do, uh, the farms that I hunt, they want me to shoot does and not, not just bucks. So I, I want to do my job and, and shoot some does. I'd like to do that opening week and have that behind me. Okay. Um, plus it builds my confidence. So if I could shoot a doe in two different counties opening week, um, and then I would want to, to do some strategic hunts for a buck. And, um, ideally I'd like to put in maybe a half a dozen to a dozen hunts throughout October on cold fronts and so forth. And then the first week in November, I would love to have a, a giant buck follow a hot doe right into my stand and, uh, shoot him at a, about 15 yards. That would be my ideal the ideal goal last year I shot a buck pretty early and I didn't get to experience the rut. So I'd like to hunt the rut a little bit this year. All right. But, so let, me, uh, let me paint maybe a, a separate scenario. And I just, I'm just curious. Okay. Let's say it only takes three hunts. Let's say, okay. uh, you go out opening night and you smoke a doe in one County. The next night you go out to a different County and then maybe a week later you have a cold front come through and yeah. a real, you know, nice buck comes by and you're able to, to, to do it right then. Would you want to be three for three and a hundred percent? Would, would you rather have that? Cause that's really unrealistic, but let's just say yeah. that could happen. Would you want that? Or would you rather have the, the scenario that you painted first where it's kind of going to drag out and last a little bit longer? Um, if it was a, if it was that 150 inch 10 point, I'd rather have the three and done. <laughs> but, uh, but if it was, if the, if the buck was a, maybe a two and a half year old hundred incher, I think I would let that buck go. Um, I, I'm getting a little more patient. I got to the point where I was patient and past deer with the compound and I'm starting to get back to that with the, with the recurve. So if that buck was the big 150 incher or a, a big buck on the third hunt, I would be thrilled, but I, I don't think I would, I think I'd want to wait till November if it wasn't a, a really big buck. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that because I, I mean, I, I, it, it would be cool to be three and out, but at the same time, it's like, man, you kind of, it's almost like we kind of want, want some sits where we don't actually have success yeah. because it's, it's just fun to be out in the woods and watch the, the leaves change. And I don't know, I, I, I feel the same way. Like I, sometimes I feel like I, I hunt a lot and sometimes those seasons drag on. But I definitely, I'd be a little disappointed if I didn't get to see a little, little bit of rut action, you know, or, or experience some of that like I did last year because that was a lot of fun. 
things. So, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, you did, you got to hunt the rut a lot. Like, oh, sorry, I, I missed, I, I interrupted you there. So, oh, I said, yeah, you got to hunt the rut a lot last year, uh, and you had some good action. So, uh, another thing I would look forward to is, is going hunting um, with some of my friends, uh, maybe you and uh, Josh, and my dad's taking some time off in November. So, hunting with some buddies and being in the same tree as, tree as them would also be a benefit of, of tagging out early. Yeah. You and I have had some really cool moments, um, you know, hunting together. So just maybe that's some stories that we could dive into. I was thinking, um, there's obviously one particular hunt. I'll, I'll let you, I think I know which one that is with you and I, but I'll talk about okay. last, last year was kind of crazy because we were up on the edge of this field and we had a hill in front of us and I put you <laughs> in my saddle um, behind yeah. and I think you were the most uncomfortable person of all time in that saddle because it was a leaning branch um, and the saddle was like I think <laughs> giving you a major wedgie and it was extremely hard to film out of but we did have um, I don't know we had we saw a lot of deer that night even had a, a decent eight point come in behind us uh, yeah. so that, uh, that was a fun hunt that you and I got to experience together yeah that was an action-packed hunt a lot of deer not the big buck we were looking for but um, I I think that we definitely could have shot a doe um, if we were hunting for does that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any uh, any other hunts you remember? Well, I can remember this one particular hunt. Uh, I, I think you actually deleted the footage. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> That's the one I'm thinking of. Go ahead. <laughs> so it, it was it was a full moon. I think it was like November third. A rain rainy couple rainy days pass, and the next morning supposed to be like 20 degrees and frosty, just textbook perfect, and. Uh, so I come down and we, we move into a little funnel area on a farm where, where deer like to cruise through quite a bit. And it really had not been hunted much at all in the last couple of years. So like optimistic, we were very optimistic. And uh, right at first light, I look behind me and uh, I see about 115 inch uh, eight point walking through the creek. He's just splicing through the creek. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good morning. And uh, we sat there a little bit longer, not too much longer after light. Um, been shooting like maybe 30 minutes and we, we heard a buck grunt and we heard some crashing and down the valley right towards us came a hot doe and she stopped underneath our tree and this big old gnarly buck stopped came right in um breathing hard and he stopped like 20 yards away and uh his i think his tongue was hanging out he was panting mm-hmm. but this is like the buck that's going downhill he, his body was huge it was twice as big as that doe's body he didn't even look like he had a neck and his rack was just mass with a bunch of little short tines. Just, just a lot of, just really thick main beams. And I think I actually, I zoomed in and got some epic footage of him. And I could actually see the slobbers dripping out of his mouth. And, uh, and it is just amazing. So, so he stands there for a couple minutes and you don't have an actual shot at him. I think there's some brush blocking you. And uh, that doe starts walking calmly and, and that buck takes a couple steps and, you settle in and you shoot right under him. <laughs> yeah. I and I, 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 um, I can remember everything about that hunt. And, um, that was, that was the moment. One of the moments I realized it was possible to get, get close to a, an old mature buck. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, anyway, so we captured all that really good footage and it accidentally, I think got deleted. Somehow. Yeah. But, all right. So my side of the story, <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I don't remember. Did I let down on that buck? I oh, think, yeah, because you came to full draw when he came in, and then he was behind some brush, so you yeah. let down. So I let and down, he and he looked, and he looked 
up toward me and a, there was actually a spike or a little forky came in behind us. Mm. I remember that part because that's what made him like chill out. Like he was looking yeah. up and I'm like, oh man, I'm busted. And so he then he turned toward the doe, gave me a broadside. And I, I just remember like uh, the year before that, some of my problem was I was always at steep angles I would hold right on the deer and it would like rise up and I would spine them. So I thought the angle was steeper than what it was. And it just, I'm making excuses, but obviously I aimed right at the bottom of his belly instead of just holding center mass. And my, my arrow didn't rise at all. It wasn't as steep as what I thought. So I, I just trimmed his belly cause we found like a little drop of blood. I think I actually tried a longer shot after he went over and ran. Oh yeah. We right. got some footage of him walking off. We went and tried to track him, but I think I just barely grazed his belly. There was just a couple white hairs on the broad head, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that was rather disappointing. And then even more disappointing, like I don't mind a miss, but I mean, it was going to be some epic footage. What happened is whenever you transfer a file over, sometimes it has the same number and uh, guys that edit know what I'm talking about. And I, I must have just at some point I looked, I looked for that footage I don't know how many hours I spent trying to find that, that footage. I looked in every folder. I looked under every rock and I just, I think I just flat out deleted. I still, every once in a while I'll find a folder that I'm like, I don't remember these clips and I'll look in it trying to find that footage because we have oh, a video shoot. of him walking away. I do have that. Uh, that oh. I, I videoed. I have a video of him going through the woods away from us. I, have you ever seen okay. that? I don't think I've seen that. No. Uh -uh. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll send that to you sometime, but, okay. but yeah, I remember that. And then after that, I mean, we must've saw like five more bucks, six more bucks. Yeah, they were bucks running all morning. We had another about 110 incher come into 20 yards. Um, and there were deer moving all morning until we got down about 1030. Um, it was just yeah. one of those magic rut mornings mm. that I don't think there wasn't like a 10 minute stretch where we didn't have a deer in sight. Yeah, man, that was that. as far as if I could just think of top three hunts. Even even though it's a, a hunt that I didn't I missed, um, that's definitely one of them. I, I just uh, I remember we got great footage of like a buck standing on the creek and breath coming out of his nostrils. Yeah, yeah it just it was just a really awesome Which, morning. We we did discover a nice funnel that morning. Um, yeah, and of course they built a, a ten foot fence there, so that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we found this really great spot. I'd hunted this property and finally figured out this spot was a great travel corridor and then the the property next door got bought up by these guys that wanted to make a little uh, hunting preserve for themselves and they fenced in i think what is it 800 180 acres I 180 think. yeah yeah it's not, not a lot and they put a 10-foot fence all the way around it so yeah so yeah i definitely agree i think this year i want to really try and also have some hunts where I'm hunting with other people. Like, so I, my plan is to take out, uh, Corey and also, uh, Riley and, uh, both of them, uh, this is, would be their first year getting a, a deer with a, a, a compound bow. Uh, Riley, I think shot one with a crossbow before, and this is Corey's first year. So I really want to experience some hunts with them. I definitely want to go with you whenever our schedule, we get busy, you know, with a lot of stuff, but there's just yeah. fun. So part of my goals this year is not just, I don't want them to be self all about me. I want to try and work in other people and really make that a priority. Yep. That's a good goal, man. And you've done a good job helping those guys shoot their bow and stuff and getting them excited for the season so far. So, well, Trav, let's, uh, let's unpack a little bit of your journey. So if guys, um, know you, they've most likely have seen traditional journey or the journey continues and some of our videos, uh, that you've put out and you've, you've had quite the journey as far as, 
um, progressing with, with your recurve and longbow. So let's talk a little bit about that. So kind of take us back to the beginning and then bring us through to where you are now. Maybe some things that have changed. Maybe if there's anybody out there that's thinking about trad or shooting trad, maybe you have some tips or some things that, that you could pass on to them. Okay, sure. Um, so it would have been um, five years ago, I got a wild idea that I thought I wanted to try to hunt deer with a recurve. So I picked up a, a recurve and I shot it all summer. And, um, you started, you started hunting with a recurve, right? Oh yeah. Well, I'll take that. Yeah. Let's start back up actually. Yeah. I forgot about that. So growing up, um, my dad shot a long bow and all I ever shot growing up was recurves and long bows. Um, I shot several groundhogs growing up and then my dad wouldn't let me use a compound or a crossbow, um, until I shot a deer with a recurve first. So when I was 17, a junior in high school, I uh, shot my first deer with a recurve. Um, and I guess, I took it for granted. I didn't realize how special it was. Um, and then, and then I went uh, to the crossbow and then I went back to the, then I went to the compound and then I shot the compound for about 10 years. And then I, I don't know if I was bored with it or if I just missed the intimacy I had with the wooden bow. Um, and so I picked up a recurve and, um, shot it all summer. And over the first two years hunting uh, with that recurve, let's see, that would have been 2016 and 17 um i i missed a total of nine deer and i killed 11 so i shot at 11 deer and killed two of the 11 um and and i pretty much gave it up during that 2017 season i i missed a couple early few early season i put it down picked up the compound uh killed several several deer with the compound that year and all, but I just wrote it off pretty much like this isn't going to work. But uh, I, I stumbled upon between the 2017, 2018 season, I stumbled upon uh, a group called the push, uh, the push podcast. And they've got a lot of training and stuff out on mental control, proper form and everything. And I, I learned mental control and I learned how to properly control and get the blueprint for executing a good shot over and over. So the first two years when a deer was coming in, this is what was going through my mind. I'm thinking, oh, please let me hit it. Please let me hit it. Oh, I hope I hit this. I hope I hit this. I hope this is the one. That That's all I was thinking as I see a deer coming in. And there was a couple wall hangers I, I blew it on that first couple of years. And uh, so going into 2018, um, the, the blueprint now, when I, when I would see a deer coming, I would say, okay, here I go. I'm going to lock in. I'm going to say, there's where I want the, 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 the bow to be. There's where I want the arrow tip to be. Well, I guess let me back up. Lock in is with my back muscles. There it is. Uh, there's where my sight picture is supposed to be. And then I tell myself, stay there. And then I say, here I go. And I keep pulling and expanding through the shot. And I mean, goodness gracious, I have absolutely stacked them up since then. Um, so in the past two years since that, I've shot at eight deer. I've killed seven of the eight. Um, the, one, the only one that I missed um, hit a limb, or I think I would have probably killed it too. Um, that was with me, but so, yeah, that was with you. Yeah. You filmed that. It was a pretty good buck too, but, uh, um, I just, there was a little limb I didn't see. Um, and so anyway, the, when, when I'm nervous and the deer are in front of me now, I, I hang on that blueprint and that shot process and there's no hope involved. Hope is not a plan when you're shooting a traditional bow, you've got to know exactly how you do it, uh, and repeat that. Um, so that's kind of been my journey over the past couple of years. Um, with that is there, is there anything i'm forgetting or or not no, i not? think you're i think you're covering it i think that's um yeah i i um 
I remember you being so frustrated and a lot of our summer conversation was compound or recurve, compound or recurve, compound or recurve. And we, we had that conversation quite a bit. And what I, what's been neat about this summer is that's not even been like no. on the radar for you because you've, you've gained that confidence, but it's taken, I think that's what guys need to realize going into shooting a recurve. It's going to take a long time before you go from hoping to having that confidence. You've got to build that confidence. And, but also, I think what you just said, having that mantra in your mind. And uh, the one thing I'm proud of you about is that you've taken the time to go through some courses. You've dished out some money to go through yeah. some of these online courses by those guys. And it's paid off, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I realized I wanted to I wanted to learn how to shoot a wooden bow. And so I just basically, it, it has cost some money. but I just wanted to sit at the feet of the best <laughs> and um, that's what I did um, I guess through a computer screen but um, yeah and that's uh, learning about stuff that you're interested in has always been a, a important to me so mm. well let me put you on the spot <laughs> okay. all right I think you might go you might say your first deer but let, let's exclude the first deer from the equation okay. um, out of all of the deer that you shot with a, a trad bow is there one that rises to the top is maybe one of your favorite, uh, favorite deer that you got with a trad bow? Um, man, I, I think that first bow I shot in 2018, um, after I gained control was the most memorable man yeah. that, that yeah. doe came in. I put it, she was quartering away. The arrow went in the last rib and it came out, um, right behind her shoulder. I think I took out both lungs and the heart and there was just blood sprayed everywhere. And, that was such a good feeling to understand that, wow, I, I know how I did that. And that's something I can do again. Uh, that's, and I, I just could see the lethality of a, of a longbow at that point. And I, there's just a lot that came together during that hunt. And then a week later I turned around and shot a doe right through the heart with that same bow. And yeah. I think those two deer right there were, were a turning point. And I think they meant more, they meant more even than that buck I shot last year. Yeah. Um, just as a putting a stake in the ground, this is, this is possible type thing. So, yeah. I think that's something that I've learned to love about you is that it's really not about the horns to you. It's, it's about the whole experience and being able to just enjoy the excitement, yeah. executing your shot. It's not just about hunting. It's, it's archery combined with hunting, right? Yeah. I would consider myself more of an archer than a hunter. Like, I don't know. I've never got into the whole big buck thing. Like, like, so you can shoot six does in Ohio this year. If I shot six does in Ohio, I would be thrilled. It would be the best season ever. Um, of course, if I got them on video, it'd be even better. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, not, I, you're I, not, I, uh, you don't delete your footage like I do. Yeah, not yet. So we'll, we'll try not to, but, uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I just, I've never been able to, it's the way my dad was. He, he always taught me that, uh, any deer harvest was, um, was a success and, I guess I've just never bought into the whole commercialization of the big rack thing, but yeah, so, but if, no, there's nothing wrong with people who do. I mean, if that's what, if that's what um, you want to do, there's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not going to tell you not to, but that's just kind of how I personally feel. So. We, we've had a video in our mind and I thought maybe, I don't know if this video will ever come to fruition, but you might, you, we were going to talk about hunt your hunt. Um, is, that, yeah. is that okay if we bring that up? Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of had this idea in our minds about, you know, you kind of asked about uh, guys that say shooter pass. So let's unpack that a little bit. What do you think of whenever you see a guy? Uh, and okay. I, I don't know if I've ever posted a picture and said shooter pass, but you know, what's, what goes through your head whenever we see the shooter path thing, pass thing. Kirk? Well, I feel bad for the guy 
posting it. I want to, I want to root for that guy because I, I feel like he's trying to get someone else's approval in order to be okay shooting that buck when deep down he might be thrilled to death or, or actually it might be his biggest buck ever. It might be his first archery buck. It might be, um, uh, his first buck after coming back from years of not hunting or, or he might just need the venison and, and he's trying to get everybody's approval, whether it's okay or not to shoot that deer. And I just feel really sad for that person because man, they can shoot whatever they want, you know, and it, yeah. it's not going to be matter what anybody else thinks. Um, and I just wish there was a way that, that we could shoot what we want and not have to get someone else's approval to shoot it. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think I, I've probably experienced this a little bit more than you in that, um, growing up, like my, my dad was okay with me shooting. He was happy for me, but my dad also, he kind of came from the era where everybody shot everything and there was no big bucks. And then at a certain point, I think he swapped over to thinking, Hey, let's, let's let some of these pass and let's shoot bigger things. And so I always felt partially from him, not that he would ever say anything to me, um, about that, but also from what I saw on Facebook, like, I, so I started compound hunting and you knew this, but I'd never put two and two together. I had several years there where I, one year I had a 10 point come in right at first light. He was a small 10, uh, but he was grunting. He raked up a tree right in front of me and I, I let him go because he was maybe 110, 115 at the most, I would say. And then I, I had another buck come in uh, probably a year later, tight rack 10, and he was another 10 point, came right below my stand, looked up, you know, I mean, had multiple chances to shoot. I, I just, I always said, I, I want to have a buck that makes me stand up and, and it's, it's an automatic. And so I don't necessarily regret that 100%, but there is a part of me that at a certain point I realized, okay, I've hunted what, eight years and I've never killed a, a deer with my compound bow. <laughs> I've never killed a buck. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of, I, I feel the same thing. And I think part of that was I didn't want to shoot something that I'd have to explain on the internet or I would be shameful of. And, and I guess that's kind of a sad thing that you'd even have to worry about that, right? Yeah, I think so. And you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm the, I'd go out there and shoot a four corn. Like, like I got to the point with my compound where I was letting bucks walk, waiting for a decent one. And then, and then I started out with the, with the trad bow. I was going to shoot a spike if they gave me the opportunity this year, I think I would let some two and a half year olds walk. So I'm not saying I go out there and just shoot the first button buck that walks by. But I think another something that people miss though is that you have to learn how to be a killer. Um, I think that shooting small bucks, shooting does, uh, teaches you to handle the moment of truth because if you're not used to to putting a, a perfectly placed arrow on a live deer, uh, you have to learn how to handle yourself in those situations. And if you're letting everything walk by and then the 150 10 point comes in and you don't know how to keep it together then that's going to be that's going to be a challenge for you and i just think that i think you have to learn how to be a killer um mm. and that comes by cutting your teeth on smaller bucks in my opinion but no, i i would not disagree with that at all and i think last year was proof of that for me last year was you know, I had more bucks in front of me than before. And I, I absolutely blew it a few times. I was not part of that was just bad decision making too. And, and I think that comes with, you know, cutting your teeth and, and growing. So I think if there's any guys listening to this and you're, you're newer to hunting or you just feel that pressure, um, on social media, maybe it's, maybe it's <laughs> time to get off social media and just yeah. find some buddies that would give you a thumbs up and a pat on the back and not say, Oh yeah, he's, he's, you know, it would have been better next year. You know, that's, I think we also need to probably do a better job of calling some guys out on comments like that. I have seen that more on social media, people calling guys out if they try and buck shame. And I, I, I it, slowly it does yeah. 
things are shifting a little bit, I hope. Yeah. And another thing that goes along with that is I, I feel bad. I mean, and don't get me wrong. The celebrities out there are great guys. They're all great guys. They know how to hunt. They've worked hard for what they have. But if someone is new to hunting and they're watching someone pass a 150 inch buck and they think that's what you have to do to be a successful hunter. Um, it's not what you have to do to be a successful hunter because, um, I mean, they're, that's they're not normal. Buck. yeah, that's not normal. Letting a 150 inch buck walk by. That's not real hunting, <laughs> not real life, normal property, average guy hunting. Um, so just be careful what you let influence your, um, shoot or not shoot decision. So, all right, well, I have one more hunting thing to kind of chat about that. I just, because we haven't talked about it yet. So okay. we talked about how you were up in the saddle that one time and you absolutely, it was not great, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, there is a saddle being made as we speak and it should be yeah. coming in the mail here in a couple of weeks. It's headed to your address. So let's talk yeah, about H- that. <laughs> all right. All right. H2 saddle. Uh, so that's what I got coming and I've already got my line, lineman's belt and my tether and I've been practicing out of my um, hunter safety system harness, which I guess the, the design of a safety harness isn't that much different than a than a saddle but the saddle is more comfortable but anyway so i'm a very mobile hunter i bounce around i don't think i've hunted the same stand in the last five seasons maybe hunted the same stand once or twice over five seasons Uh, but i'm always moving and bouncing around and i have a i had a a tree stand but that setup weighed about 10 pounds and i i just was getting tired of carrying the 10 pound anchor <laughs> and uh, i i like the idea of being lightweight and flexible um and i i just wanted to give the saddle a try and so this year i decided to, to go ahead and order it and i've been shooting with my uh with my lineman's belt and and the accuracy is there i'm not i'm not losing anything accuracy wise and, and one reason i've never been 100 percent on board i'm always like well you can't shoot your weak side you know I can't shoot the weak side of the saddle. If they come into the right, it's going to be hard. But what, what I didn't realize is there's a whole 180 degrees behind me in a tree stand that I can't shoot either. So, I mean, if I, I can actually stand on my platform and get to my weak side, but with a tree stand, you can't get to that other side of the tree. So I, I let the whole weak side thing bother me a little bit. Um, yeah. When I, be, when I became okay with, with having a weak side, um, it just opened the door up to be lightweight. So yeah. that's kind of what uh, I'm looking forward to this year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. And I, I try, <laughs> I try really hard not to be a saddle snob because, you know, it's teach their own. I think there's guys that definitely it's, it's probably more advantageous to use a, uh, a lightweight hang on stand. There's some guys that love just how easy a ladder, a ladder stand safe, you know? And so guys like ladder stands, some guys like climbers, and I, I've just found saddle hunting to be enjoyable. I like like it. There's a lot of tweaks that you can make. I, we've, I've noticed, you and I have talked about this, I think all saddle guys talk about most of the summer is gear. It's gear, gear, yeah. gear, gear. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, it's, they're gear junkies. They love DIY stuff. And so, but yeah. what I love is being able to kill an animal and be able to do it in a way that I feel like I'm not getting busted. And, and that's, that's something the saddle's been good. And I, I've enjoyed it. I'm excited for you to try it out this year. And I hope that it leads to some yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm certain I'll be okay hunting out of it. I'm just a little bit nervous. I'm going to give it a trial on how, how filming is out of it, but yeah. uh, I'm just going to, have to be patient and, and work, work out the kinks, but uh, I'm going to be running two GoPros. So I'm definitely going to get, I'm going to be having two GoPros and, and the main camera. So 
I'm going to definitely get footage of it, um, but I'll have to just work through those um, curveballs probably with the filming aspect. But I think yeah. I'm not I'm not afraid. I'm sure I'll get it get the hang of it. So yeah, we mentioned that story earlier. I think my my first my first kill was with you, right up in that on that rainy day in the pines. Um, yeah, first day first kill in the saddle. Yeah, yeah that was a perfect double lung shot on that doe, and I filmed it. And then we watched it roll down the hill like 75 yards away. So, Yeah, and then we, have, we had, had some bucks come in, and you grunted that buck up. And just we watched that footage over and over. You just barely caught that limb, or we would have doubled that day. And it's uh, – Yeah, yeah. That, you can see that arrow headed straight for his rib cage, and, and it hits that limb and glances down and to the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it, it was a fun hunt, man. That was a blast that night. Well, you and I, we've had a lot of fun over the years and Trav, I appreciate you coming on kind of short notice and, and sharing some stories. And, um, uh, I guess I'll throw you one more curveball, just kind of from, uh, you know, we, we talk about faith on the show and I know that you're open about that. So I'll just ask this question. What is God doing in your life right now? I know that that's maybe for some guys like, Whoa, that's, but for you, I know that that's not a hard question. So what's, what's God doing in your life right now? Um, right now, um, i I'm working with, I have a small group right now um, that I'm a part of. And, uh, it's actually, um, the small groups becoming like family, becoming really comfortable with each other. And, and we're looking forward to that time during the week, um, when we can get together. So I think that community with the small group, God is growing and strengthening right now. Um, I also, I, I think that I I'm praying that he's preparing me, um, for a good hunting season because I, I really like sharing my faith through our hunting videos. I like um, giving um, giving the glory to God and, and some kind of uh, spiritual application that can be grasped throughout throughout the hunting videos. And I think God is preparing me um, for I, what I pray is a good hunting season in order to share His message through my videos. So mm. I think those are two. There's probably more, but those two popped in my mind right away. Um, yeah. No, those are good, man. So, yeah, yeah, it's been neat to kind of hear because. Um, uh, you used to drive. I want guys to hear this. Um, Travis Shire and his wife used to drive an hour and like 15 minutes uh, to come be a part of the church where I'm at right now. And um, I was always impressed. I mean, that's that's a serious commitment, but it was you guys really wanting to kind of deepen in your faith and it was part of the community. But then at a certain point, it was like, hey, <laughs> maybe there's someplace yeah. closer. And I was so pumped whenever you guys found your your current place. But then COVID hits yeah. and you guys are part of a small group. And so you guys being able yeah. to kind of launch groups in your community and really get yeah. to know people. That's, that's really cool to hear that. Yeah, we're really blessed. Um, and, uh, I guess this is as good a time as any to say it, but uh, we're going to have a little baby in February, my wife and I. <laughs> so just wanted to drop that little bit out there. Um, oh, I apologize. I think I told all my, if I missed anybody that's close to me, I forgot to tell personally, I apologize, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, well, I'm uh, not very many of our friends listen to our podcast, so it's probably, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're, good. we're good there. Yeah. So people but. in North Carolina and Florida and Texas now know, but they, it'll be all right. But all right. Well, yeah. No, so man, and in your second thing that you said, I, I think that's it. You know, we, we aren't pros. I think guys know that we're pretty, um, <laughs> pretty low key, but I've been so impressed with, you know, I was editing for a while and I'm not the quickest editor and I don't have, you know, I, I, I think I do all right, but you picked up editing in a season. And I, I mean, if guys want to know, you know, how to edit, I, I think they should watch your videos because the way that you tell a story is not like crazy music. It's not like rock stuff and teach their own. I mean, some guys like the yeah. higher impact, heavy metal 
thrasher stuff and and that's fine but i just whenever i guess whenever i'm watching your videos i just like to have and i i do watch them from time to time i'll just pull up a, a one of your trad films and have a cup of coffee and it's just relaxing but enjoyable because you capture the whole story and, and i've just been yeah. uh impressed with how well you've done with that so I'm just, well, th- thanks man that means a lot so thanks but well trav i really appreciate you coming on and sharing and, yeah um, guys, I want to thank you all for uh, listening to this episode and uh, just supporting Shedding Light Outdoors. We're getting ready for this upcoming season. We're going to be uh, trying to do some Instagram stories. So if you're not following us on Instagram, check out Shedding Light Outdoors. We'll be posting on YouTube um, some as we go. Uh, we're not going to share. We're, I think our plan this year, we've talked about this, is to maybe uh, do more of a season, like a full season um in the summer if we get enough footage and then just kind of keep you updated as we go on Facebook and Instagram throughout the season. But we're excited. I'm excited to to be a part of the team with you and uh, Jim and our contributors. But Trav, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you all for listening. Hope that you come back next week for another episode. And until then, Trav, if you want to say it, go ahead. Please remember to shed the light.